Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Roger Gordon is a gentleman's name. He's a manager of GreenNH3.com, and he's on the Oakley Show this afternoon to flush out fully exactly what he is on about. Roger, good to have you on the program. I appreciate you joining us. I'm here. Yeah, right. So, you know, what we uh, talked about, albeit too shortly, the last time was that you've developed some kind of a green sustainable ammonia fuel uh, from air and water, and you're saying this is readily accessible and available, and I was gobsmacked because, I mean, uh, if it's this good or too good to be true, uh, we need to know exactly what you're on about. So let's fully uh, get into it. You've got something that would be an alternative to, like, gasoline or diesel fuel that uh, would run our engines? Yes, it, it works very good. I'm driving around on it now. I, I've driven on it for actually nine or ten years. Um, the machine's sitting at the University of Ontario. Uh, anyone can come and look at it. We've invited um, every politician to come, but uh, the main one lately has come was Mike Schreiner from the uh, Ontario Green Party. He's the uh, MPP at uh, the Green MPP, and he looked at it and says, yeah, everything's uh, A-OK. The uh, the uh, patent, I mean, they don't give patents out to things that aren't real. That's that's uh, another thing. But, uh, I mean, anybody's welcome to come and see the machine working, see my pickup driving around. Uh, it's zero carbon. It's not It's not less carbon. It's zero carbon. And uh, it actually holds the world speed record for jets uh, at seven, Mach 7. Uh, the NH3 powered the uh, jet way back in time. Uh, they were making it at that time. They were making the fuel from coal and uh it's just a bad way to go. You don't want to spew uh, carbon out of coal to make this fuel. So we just make it from air and water. Right. And so you've got a device that, I guess, converts the air and the water into this fuel? Yeah, it takes nitrogen from air and hydrogen from water, combines them together. Um, you'll hear a lot of people talking about hydrogen, hydrogen, hydrogen. Hydrogen is very dangerous. We can only, uh, even, even at the uh, machine, we only keep about a handful of it uh, in the machine at a time because we're afraid of it blowing the place to smithereens. But uh, it is safe if, you, if done correctly. And, uh, but uh, you hear people talking about hydrogen in cars, and I just shudder because, uh, well, in Norway in a couple of weeks ago, it blew a hydrogen station all to smithereens. So. All right, but what you're saying is you developed this confer- conversion apparatus uh, that changes this into a, a fuel uh, that can propel combustion engines yeah it's just a regular engine i i I have an old pickup truck here i a 2001 i'm driving around on it for nine uh, more than nine years okay but this is roger where i guess i get perplexed or bewildered i mean mike schreiner comes out he sees it i'm guessing what he was uh kind of impressed uh but how come this hasn't reached out uh in broader dissemination the information i mean this is really a potential game changer isn't it well we've spent more than we spent inventing the fuel, trying to get people to come and, uh, well, we've got investors lined up. Just so you know, we're not looking for money, but until we get a a conversation going with some government, like uh, we've sent thousands, or we've spent spent hundreds of uh, registered mail to the Canadian government and Trudeau, and we just get zero replies, because obviously somebody up there is saying, hey, this guy, 
you don't want to talk to him. But uh, well, why I, not? Why not? Well, I guess there's oil companies and stuff, and and uh, let's put it this way: we don't know how many there are in Canada, but there's 2,000 oil lobbyists paid in the United States, so we're guessing there's 200 in Canada. Uh, what do you think they're doing all week, uh, sitting on their, you know? Uh, they're delivering bags of cash around, and and obviously. <laughs> so you're saying you're saying this invention that could be revolutionary is being suppressed. Uh, you you can say it, and then I'll be happy you say it. Well, all right. I mean, uh, I I wouldn't be shy about it if I'm sitting on something here that uh, really could be, as I say, uh, a watershed moment in changing the equation when it comes to carbon emissions, greenhouse gas emissions, call it what you will, and you're saying this is zero-carbon fuel. I'll give you an example. I was speaking at Mont Tremblant uh, a few years ago when um, uh, Bill um, uh, Murray uh, was the minister of... Uh, Glenn Murray was the minister of uh, Environment in Ontario. It, right. Uh, he had a bunch of people at a table. Uh, I, when I spoke, I couldn't get down off the stage for people rushing up wanting to ask me questions. About took me five minutes to wait. He had his guy there. He brought me back to his table said, Mr. Gordon, this is amazing. Here's my personal card and my personal cell phone on the back. When you get back to Toronto, when we get back to Toronto, you got to phone me. We're going to do something about this. So when I got back to Toronto, I phoned him, and he wouldn't even take the call. Like, it's all BS. All right. Uh, let's continue on. Roger Gordon's with us, manager, greennh3.com. Uh, he says he's got a substitute for gasoline, diesel, all these fuels, fossil fuels, uh, the difference being that his, with this conversion box that he's invented, uh, it would emit zero carbon. Not less, but zero carbon. And you also point out it would cost far less. Is that right? Yes. We're, we're, we're making fuel today for 25 cents a liter. Uh, also, when you use the fuel to make electricity, for example, in Haiti today, they're paying about 34 cents a kilowatt for electricity, for, for dirty diesel electricity. Mm-hmm. We can take the fuel, uh, we can make the fuel, for, say, from solar or wind. We have it in a tank. Then when we use the fuel to make electricity, we're making electricity for 10 cents a kilowatt. So I contact these uh, people. Uh, I'm trying to say, well, maybe the United Nations or somebody. You won't be, you'll be amazed at, at the lack of response you get. Oh, we're paying 34 cents for dirty diesel electricity, but they can't come up with anybody at the United Nations that can contact me to, to, to do a demonstration down there. It's, 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 it's like it's, a, it's an old boys club. I, I don't understand. All right. Uh, Roger Gordon thinks he's being shut out. Uh, there are forces colluding to keep his invention suppressed here. Roger, is it okay if we take some calls? I mean, uh, this may be beyond my scale even to get into the science of it. And if there are minds that are more attuned to these uh, inner workings of how this might play out, uh, are you good to that and face the challenge? I, 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 I'm waiting, yeah. All right. Let's open the lines. Uh, anybody has questions or they want to put forth comments on this because... Uh, it's incredulous, especially the fact that if you've got something as an alternative to uh, what apparently is ailing us and, you know, is considered to be the great evil uh, of our time, <laughs> I would at least want to hear about it and know about it, uh, wouldn't you, and want to have it promoted and uh, put up for public consumption. 870-6400 if you wanted to weigh in. Star 640 on sale. Uh, let me grab Dave first off in Brantford. Dave, go ahead. You're on The Oakley Show. Hey, John. Um, I heard him speaking about this last week, I think it was, so I looked into it, and I, from what I understand, you have to have a tank of ammonia about the size of a barbecue propane tank in your car, and that's where it runs on is ammonia. So if it's pure ammonia, that stuff's pretty dangerous as well, right? You know, in the event of an accident or something, you'd clear a neighborhood if that tank ever ruptured. Uh, so is that problematic, Roger? 
Uh, it's very similar to propane. The same with the propane rups. You 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 don't want to breathe yeah. it either. I I, I no, I'm not no. backing away from it. it. It's I I don't. Please don't drink gas and diesel. Please please don't drink uh, ammonia. Please don't. Uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, he John, he just says it's far more volatile, and uh, the whole it's neighborhood. Not it's not volatile. I I used to work near an ammonia plant, and if you had a drop of ammonia, you it cleared the room like you couldn't breathe. If if it's the same stuff, this stuff was. Uh, pure ammonia, and it was very, very dangerous. You know, if you had a leak, like I said, the neighborhood would be cleared. All right. Well, Roger, you say uh, that's not as much a concern. No, I I mean, uh, at the curling club, at the arenas, there's ammonia flowing through there. You do smell it, a fishy smell the odd time. But, I mean, obviously, if somebody smells a a pungent smell, get the heck away from it. But uh, I've had no problem. In the world today, there's 200 million tons a year used of ammonia, and I can't remember the last time I heard of of a problem. So... If I wanted to buy one of your conversion machines, what would it sell for? We haven't got a price on it because we, you, when you, it's just like when refrigerators first come out. Um, a refrigerator when it first came out was a, a year's pay, and now it's a week's pay. So that's that's what we sort of a, a con, uh, we sort of compare it to. That would it'll be. Uh, we don't want to start selling, saying people, hey, buy this machine; it's a year's pay. We want to we want to be able to build enough of them that we it'll be a week's pay. Well, when do you anticipate it might be commercially available? Just about a week after Trudeau contacts me. All right. Well, if he's not the guy, do you think Sheer will contact you? Because, I mean, he's looking to uh, address carbon change outside of coercive taxes and things like that. Well, our local guy here is uh, conservative, and uh, about uh, nine years ago we had a conversation with him, and my wife and I came out the door and sat down on the bench outside. And if you heard what he said about me outside that door... Um, I don't think the Conservatives are probably the right guys. I, I think there's too much collusion with the oil. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, thought, right. I thought Trudeau was clear of oil, and, and look at him. I, I think he's hooked up with them now. I, I, I just don't All know. Right. And while you're su- suggesting, again, the suppression is coming from collusion with the big oil interests and money, let's get Andrea in here in Schaumburg. Andrea, go ahead. You're on the Oakley Show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to put my two cents in to say that I believe that that he is being suppressed. I remember I was a child, and I remember an American news station, and there was a gentleman that was running his engine with hydrogen. It was a water, some invention, uh, excuse my ignorance, on the science of it, and then he just disappeared. And you can still see the news clip on YouTube, but it's like we have the ability to do all these things, and we don't. And why don't we? It doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Uh, well, this is, of course, the narrative that uh, we've got our friend Roger Gordon going with. Uh, let me get Andrea in here in Brampton. Andrea, go ahead. You're on the Oakley Show. Hi. Hi. It's uh, Andrea, by the way. Andrea, my uh, apologies. Yep. No, no problem. Uh, long-time listener. Uh, I wanted to congratulate the gentleman for the uh, discovery. But I wanted to ask him, what is the difference between his technology and that one of uh, Ballard Power from BC? Uh, That company uh, went from penny stock to $200 a share. It got shut down by, I think it was a conglomerate, uh, Chrysler and the other ones. And I was wondering, is this the same technology or is it something different? Well, Ballard Power was a battery, wasn't it? But it's an, I think it was hydrogen, and uh, there was some hydrogen technology as well. Roger, uh, you familiar with the Ballard story out on the West Coast? Yeah, Ballard was a fuel cell. Um, it will. It, it at that time was running on hydrogen. Again, we we can't even get insurance for hydrogen, so that that's what sort of leads us to the fact that we're not uh, we're heading the right way with ammonia. But uh, there is a hydrogen 
involved to make the fuel. Obviously, you mix three hydrogen and one nitrogen, and uh, the machine does it all automatically. We've never we've never had a problem uh, with the hydrogen, but it, it's it's just always there in our minds that uh, again, if, if they're charging you big big bucks for insurance. Uh, nobody would be able to afford it to drive around on hydrogen. So that's why we've made it safe with the nitrogen as a babysitter, three hydrogen and one nitrogen as a babysitter. All right. So what are you trying to accomplish here then? I guess you want to get it to market eventually, uh, and you want to get it to somebody in high office so that they'll green light it, uh, make it commercially viable. Uh, what would be the next steps? Well, my investors all over the world, I've been to... I've been to Saudi Arabia, I've been to Turkey, I've been all over the world meeting investors, and they're all ready to go. But the first thing they say is, well, why isn't your government on site? And, and I can't answer them. And if I, if I can't get a conversation going with some government, these investors, are, are they, they just don't want to take any risk. And when they see the government sort of sitting back, they're thinking, well, just about the time we get going, this government will come in and slap something or, or you know, try to quiet this, uh, not make it happen. And so that's why these investors are scared. As I say, we don't need money. We've got the investors lined up. But the governments, when they won't reply, and I would, I would say to somebody that's listening, if you want to test on, on, on not getting a reply, just send a registered mail to, to either Trudeau or McKenna or Baines or somebody in the government, and they don't reply back to you. And then you'll say, well, hey, I'm a taxpayer. I deserve a, a reply back from the government. But when they don't reply, then you can't get a conversation going. Then I can't get my investors to come. But you're doing this under the rubric of the University of Osh- uh, Ontario Institute of Technology, aren't you? Yes. Okay, Navdeep Baines, uh, I guess, you know, he's a minister of innovation. Uh, wouldn't he have been interested in a development through an accredited school? No. All right, uh, with Roger Gordon, I'm going to take more calls. I'm just loaded right up here. Everybody's fascinated by this story. I'm just thinking, is there something I'm missing here? If you hear it or see it, uh, please bring it to our attention. Otherwise, Roger Gordon might be sitting on the precipice of a major breakthrough development technologically, and uh, it could be a game changer. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 